welcome to the Girls Who Run the World podcast, where we're bringing you inspiring guests who are leaders in their industries. We'll be tackling topics from education and empowerment to diversity and inclusion. Together, let's learn from these incredible women. This podcast is brought to you by Our Gorongosa. We create specialty coffee with 100% of profits supporting people, wildlife, and the planet in Gorongosa National Park, Mozambique. Girls' education is one of our biggest priorities because we know girls have the power to change the world. Just like Beyonce said, who runs the world? Girls! Welcome back to the Girls Who Run the World podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, make sure to subscribe and review the podcast and share this episode with someone you know would love it. So for episode six, I'm joined by Pilar Dawson, an education facilitator and trainer at Girls Inc. of Greater Los Angeles. Girls Inc. of Greater Los Angeles is a nonprofit organization that encourages girls to be strong, smart, and bold through direct service and advocacy. As a graduate of Mills College, a women's college in Oakland, Pilar is passionate about equality, women's rights, and female empowerment. She hopes to catalyze societal growth by helping girls become healthy, strong leaders in their communities, and she is most definitely a girl who runs the world. Thank you, Pilar, for being here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So we are going to jump right into the opening segment. Are you ready? I am most definitely ready. Let's go. (laughs) Awesome. What are you most grateful for in your life right now? So I would say considering the climate of the world and everything that we've been through the past little over a year, I'm most grateful for my family, my health, their health. And I feel especially blessed that I'm still able to work from home and to continue working with the girls because they definitely need that. Yes, absolutely. That continuity must be so so important that consistency so it is yeah so it's really great that you as an organization have figured out a way you know adapted to these weird times and made it work so yeah kudos thank you pilar what inspires you daily what is something that gets you up and excited to do the work you're doing and just gives you that extra boost of inspiration when you need it to be honest it's the girls I could be, I could have the most stressful week, the most stressful day, but once I see their faces, it's like everything kind of like washes away. And so I would definitely say that they inspire me to keep going. And then also, I would say the success of the people that are around me, I find extremely inspiring. So having, you know, surrounding myself with good people and the kids definitely keep me going. I love that. What advice would you give to your younger self? Granted, let's assume you would listen. (laughs) Right. That's the key part right there. Um, But honestly, you know what? I feel like when I was younger, and I'm not saying that social lives aren't, you know, having a social life and a balance is very important, but I would probably tell myself to 
focus on my self-development a little bit more. But that concept is a little, it's a little bit difficult for younger kids, right? You, you become more introspective as you get older, but I would encourage myself to don't worry about the social life. Like it'll be there. Work on yourself, study hard and grow, you know? Absolutely. What's one mantra you like to live your life by? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. I was thinking about this a lot. One thing, honestly, that I tell myself often, and this this really works for me if I'm having like a particularly rough time, um, I always say to myself, it can always be worse. No matter what it is that you're going through, it can absolutely be worse. Um, and that really changes my perspective to look at things of a more positive lens, if that makes sense. Yes, I think it kind of forces you also to look a little outside yourself. Mm-hmm. And I always believe that the times I've been the most stressed or down, it's when I'm really focusing on myself. <laughs> so I find when you turn True. outwards and in that way, thinking about could be worse for you, it, it is worse for many other people in the world. And I think right. it kind of brings that back home. So that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. <laughs> Who or what has been your biggest teacher in your life so far? this kind of goes back to how you're saying if you listen right (laughs) (laughs) because for me honestly I have had excellent parents who have taught me a lot but at the same time children don't always listen right so honestly I feel like life experience is the best teacher once you kind of like dip your feet your feet in and experience something for yourself even the mistakes that you make mean more because it's like oh (laughs) you know should have listened but I didn't but it's a lesson learned you know Yes. And one of mine, I think I said this on the last episode, but I'll repeat it again. It's okay. Uh, One of my favorite ones is you either, mantras is you either win or you learn. Mm, So, you know, it's just that concept you're talking about that you do, you either really learn from this experience and if there's no failing, so to speak, because you either, you, you know, you'll learn a lesson or it's a win. So, right. I like the way that you put that. I'm going to borrow that. Girl, you can have it. It's yours. (laughs) (laughs) I am happy to share. (laughs) Love it. I would love to hear from you your journey into your career and how you got started on this path and how you have um, ended up at this amazing organization. Sure. Okay. So, to be honest, when I went to college, I was going to study art history and I figured I would be a curator in a museum, which is very similar to education. It's, you know, it's the same, pretty much the same thing. But I ended up getting a work study job um, as an undergrad and it was as a college advisor. So, I was working in um, Oakland high schools, helping you know, the seniors and juniors get ready for college, getting them prepared, applications, everything like that. So I did that work for about 10 years and I gained lots of experience within schools, with teaching, leading programs for students and everything like that. I ended up having to come back home um, maybe in like 2014 because my mother was sick. And so when I moved back here, I ended up, this is so, it's funny how things happen. We were driving around Pasadena 
and uh, we saw this beautiful building, like brick, ivy growing all over it, and this sign that said Girls Inc. And I was like, hmm, what? Like, what is this? And so I looked it up on my phone immediately, and I was like, I love this organization. I love everything that they're about. I did not end up working for them directly after that, but fast forward a couple of years, and here I am, and I've been with them for two and a half years. I love the work. I did transition from working with high school um, youth to elementary, which has been a, a big shift, but so, so, so much fun. But yeah, that was that was my journey. I was supposed to be a, a curator, but here I am in education and living it. Oh, I love that story. Thanks for sharing. I legitimately got tingles as you started to talk about the story of just seeing this beautiful building. I was like, oh, that's so cool. It is cool because I was just like, when I saw it and I looked into it, I was like, this is like the dream. You know what I mean? And so the fact that I made it here, you know, it's like fate or something. But yeah, it's, it's a blessing for sure. And it's so interesting because one of my best friends and I talk about this, but the fact that you don't even know what exists in the world when you're, and this kind of ties into what you used to do too, you don't even know what exists in the world in terms of jobs and careers when you're doing something like college applications. Like you don't even know that this type, you didn't even know this career that you have right now existed probably. Didn't, yeah. So it's so interesting that you want to dream and set your sights on something, but also be kind of open and fluid to what kind of comes to you. Absolutely be open. Because yeah, you didn't, you wouldn't have known that existed. So how would you have, you know, known to go on this, you know, certain career track? You didn't know it was, you didn't know it was there. Exactly. So where did your passion for women's rights and female empowerment, where did that come from? Was it kind of your upbringing? Was this something you started to see through your mother? Were there other female influences? I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. Actually, it absolutely started in the home. I have an an incredible example of a strong, bold woman that I live with, my mother. And also, like my family, my, my godmother was the first Black female captain of the LAPD. And then also like attending a women's college, I feel like really instilled like the activist spirit within me, the advocate, right? So I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily, like I don't have any biological sisters, right? But I really do see everyone, friends, um, people that I meet, you, right? Like everyone, like we're all sisters, like you're my sisters and For me, I just want us all to thrive, live happy lives, and create positive change for the next generation. So definitely started within the home, but life experience um, brought everything together for me as well. That's so beautiful too. And I love what you said about it really being a sort of sisterhood, if you let it. And if that can be your perspective, I think it's really beautiful because us being able to support one another with that kind of open heart and looking at each other as sisters who are on this journey together, I think that's only going to help propel every girl forward. Yes. 
Absolutely. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> yes. Hey, that's a good mantra. <laughs> you know what? That is another one of mine. I say that all the time too. That is a good one. Yes. Well, nothing great has really been accomplished in a silo alone. So no, <laughs> it's not, not going to happen. <laughs> and to me, there's something powerful about the specific energy of a group of women or girls too. I think it's really, really powerful that kind of energy. It is. My time at the women's college, I swear every single day I was in class, I would look around and be like, you're so amazing. You're so amazing. Like I was just drawing from everyone around me because it is, it's very different. I I honestly wouldn't have changed the experience for the world. If I have a do-over, I'm going to go right back to a women's college. (laughs) I would, I'll do it in another life. Let's do it again. Uh (laughs) That's when you know you're really on the right path when you would do it again. (laughs) I agree with you. In hearing your story of how you transitioned from elementary or sorry from like high school age Mm -hmm. into elementary school age I'd love to hear what you found maybe the most challenging or the most different in moving from that different age group because it it's so so different I mean that younger age group especially before there's anything like hormones introduced and um, there's not the same societal pressure. Mm-hmm. They're a lot different. And I know from speaking to my mom was actually a principal of an elementary school here. That was her career. Mm-hmm. So she talked a lot about around that grade five, six point is when, you know, you really start to see kids, they care a lot more about the societal pressure. They care a lot more about what their kind of friends are saying. So I'd love to hear yeah, how that has been different for you and maybe what's been challenging. Yes, it is very different working with the younger population. The one thing I would say that helps me though is like, I feel like I have a very young spirit. So like relating with the girls and connecting with them is a little bit easier. I think that's why they specifically put me in this age group because um, we do serve high, we actually do serve high school Um, girls and middle school age um, girls as well. But I think that kind of like young spirit in me is what really helps me connect with them. But your mom's absolutely right. They really shift towards like valuing like the opinions of their peers and things like that. I think for the younger girls, I well, for me, the only real change that I had to make was like my vocabulary, right? I really have to break things down into bite-sized pieces for them. Um, But I don't baby them either. Like I'm always teaching them new words. We're always exploring new concepts, but having to kind of like put my brain into that mode where it's like, you know, break it down for them so that they can really understand. And I think the younger girls, um, sometimes it's a little bit different since, you you know, you brought up the fact that they're so involved in like their peers and their image and like their social standings and things like that at that time. So sometimes it's a little bit difficult engaging their interest in, in things that are outside of them, right? The things that are going on in the world. Um, I know that highlighting highlighting certain issues isn't like their favorite. They want to do like the fun stuff, like science experiments and let's do art and things like that. So that's been an adjustment, but 
as long as I kind of like present things in a fun way for them, they tend to eat it up. Mm, Amazing. With all your experience working with so many different girls and really supporting them in their lives to be strong and bold and kind of go after what they want, how do you see us as a society being able to better support these younger girls? Is there something that we can all do? I mean, aside from these types of programs like, you know, a Girls Inc., what else can we do as a society to really support these girls? You know, it's a really good question. I think that organizations and foundations like mine and yours as well that really put together resources for girls is, I think that that's critical and very important. But even more so than that, I would say is the support that they get at home, right? From their family, from friends, teachers. Um, I think it's really important to encourage our daughters, our sisters to be bold and follow their dreams, you know, regardless of, of what they are. And For everyone else, I think it's important for us to remain hands-on in these community organizations, to give, if you can, donate to these organizations, because I think that they're really important programs, because a lot of schools, they focus on, you know, the, the educational aspect, but they don't really focus on the social emotional learning. They don't focus on character development as much, you know? So, and I think all of that plays a really big part in a girl's confidence in how she grows. Um, And, you know, it, I think it makes the biggest difference in, in how she evolves into like a woman, you know, with purpose. I think the bottom line really is that we want to encourage the girls to pull up their own seat at the table, right? Especially when we still have so many discrepancies between, you know, like wage gap and different opportunities within the workplace. So just empower them and let them know that they are worthy and they can pull up the seat and make change as well. Oh, I, love, I love everything you said there. And I think that that self-worth piece is something I feel so strongly about finding ways to develop in in all kids, but especially in girls. And I I just didn't really know that you were born worthy. I just didn't really understand that concept. I thought you had to earn it. I thought I had to, you know, be loud and be, you know, bold and all this stuff, which is all great. And I think it's important that girls know that you're just you're born worthy. That's it. Period. That's yeah. it. <laughs> End story. <laughs> well, Pilar, this has been such an amazing conversation. And before we get to our rapid fire round, I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge you for all the amazing work that you're doing at Girls Inc. and in your career and just the amount of support you are giving that is really empowering these girls to be bold and go after their dreams. That's going to have impacts that go so far behind beyond these girls, I should say. It's not just about them now. It's going to be about if they have children, it's going to affect them. So the work you're doing is so meaningful and so powerful. And I just wanted to acknowledge you for that. Thank you so much. That is very, very sweet. It really drives me and it makes 
like when I go to work, I don't feel like I'm going to work, right? And I think that's really what it's all about. And it really drives me. I appreciate that. So sweet. (laughs) My pleasure. Okay. Ready for rapid fire round? Sure. A book that's changed your life. Okay. The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Great one. I love Love that. Me too. Favorite place (laughs) you've traveled? Uh, Greece. And I wish that I can go back very soon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Soon. It's coming. I swear, people. It's going to come. (laughs) What are you most excited for this year? So... This year, I'm actually, I feel like this is the age of the entrepreneur, especially since everything kind of went crazy with jobs this past year, but I've been developing a product and I have goals to get it out this year. So I'm excited about that. (gasps) This is so exciting. Can you tell us what kind of product or is it all under wraps still? It's a little under wraps. It is a beauty product only because I have to like I have to get my pat I'm still working on my patent and everything like that it is a beauty product a hair product yeah that's all I'm gonna say (gasps) (laughs) I love it well you'll have to keep us posted and we'd love to support you in that so that's very very exciting go girl (laughs) what's a lesson that you've recently learned okay I would say I would always tend to my emotional and like mental health, but I've realized how crucial taking care of your mental health is, especially since we, you know, we've been on quarantine for like a year. I know that everyone has gone through it, but this whole experience really, you know, put that into into perspective for me. Like we can have a thousand things on our plate, but taking care of yourself is what's most important. You got to fill your cup or you, what is it? You got to put your, get your mask on before you put somebody else's. Absolutely. And you, you can't pour from an empty cup. Is the other one where it's, Mm -hmm. it's, if I have nothing in my cup, how am I going to give you any of it? And I think, you know, that goes for any family in your life, any relationships, your career, everything. If you aren't filling up your cup. And to me, a huge part of that is, yeah, my mental and emotional well-being, then you're really not going to show up in the best way anyway. So you're doing, you're not doing anybody any favors. It's true. So everyone take care of yourselves, please. Yes. (laughs) Name a woman who inspires you. Okay. This is a given. Deborah Dawson. That's my mom. Um, I, she like grew up in South Central. So like she beat all those odds. She beat breast cancer, literally the strongest woman that I know. Love her to death. Mm. You're like, you're making me a little emotional with that. That's so mm. sweet. <laughs> I love that lady. Aww. That's my girl. She sounds amazing. And I have to say it's, it's so when you talk about, you know, the sisterhood of women that are around you and even just hearing that small bit of your mom's story of how she was able to overcome certain things, that really inspires me. And that's why it's so beautiful to share these things. It is. And it's Mother's Day. When we're recording this, it's Mother's Day on Sunday. It is. Yeah. (laughs) So don't forget, everyone. (laughs) Actually, by the time time this comes out, yeah, by the time this comes out, it's already been Mother's Day. So I hope you all did something lovely for your mamas. We expect nothing less. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Thank you so much again, Pilar. This has been incredible. And everyone, make sure you go connect with Girls Inc. of Greater Los Angeles and you can see all the amazing work they're doing. Thank you so much, Emily. I've had a really great time connecting with you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. My pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Girls Who Run the World podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who would love it. Leave us a five-star review and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. To learn more about Our Gorongosa, head over to OurGorongosa.com and find us on social at OurGorongosa. 